Sup, Sup Buzznet. In reference to the podcast, back at it. For True Crime Tuesday. <laughs> I was like, are you still there? Did you did you go away? I was checking um, my finger to make sure it wasn't bleeding. Oh. <laughs> Were you helping your mom make masks? Yeah. She's like, oh, she's like, do you want to cut the elastic? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Second one. <laughs> Freaking cut my finger. And I was like, well, I'm going upstairs. And she's like, what did you do? And I was like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Crazy. Well, I'm Amanda, the one who didn't cut her finger. I'm Heather, the one that isn't allowed to help anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So today for True Crime Tuesday, we're going to talk about Brittany Jade Dwyer. Okay. Um, so, my sources were abc.net, um, aunews.yahoo.com, uh, adelaidenow.com, and I killed my papa for his money. Jesus. Brittany Dwyer, by Murder, Mystery, and Mayhem, on YouTube. That's, that's an interesting website. It was a YouTube video. Let's get into this story that's awful. It's a great way to end your Sunday night. Um, it's fine. <laughs> so, I was trying to find a case to cover that interested me enough to keep my attention, which, P.S. Didn't happen? Didn't really happen. I started this research on Tuesday and finished it at 3.30 today, so. And it's only two pages long. Well, I knew I knew what I wanted to do for like a week, and then I did it this morning. <laughs> um. So, actually, I think the night that I thought I was dying from having a fever of 99.2, which is not even a fever, um, was the isn't night that... Like, isn't it, like, you don't have to be concerned until it's, what, like, 102? I think 101. <laughs> oh, 104 is when you're, like, probably gonna die. Yeah, so. Um, so, anyway, on that night, I think, um, I was on Brooke McKenna's YouTube channel. I referenced her before, um... Uh, and I found out about this case. I didn't watch her video, but I still want to give her credit because I wouldn't know about it otherwise. So, we're just going to jump right into this one. That's my next bullet point. Alright. No, you're not even going to dip the tip, you're just going to jump yeah, straight we're in. Just, we're just jumping in. Robert Whitwell was 81 when he was found at his home in Craigmore in Adelaide, which is in Australia. In August 2016. So semi-recent. Yep. Um, Was that all the bags? No. No. I, I have more, but... Yeah, that's it. He was just found. Sorry. The end. Tune in next time for Freaky Friday. Um, there wasn't too much of an investigation needed as a, an anonymous tip led to the arrest of the killer. And after a couple interviews, the killer confessed. So... Who killed him? How did it happen? Let's talk about Brittany Dwyer, Robert Whitwell's granddaughter. I did not see that come in. <laughs> not not even with the I killed my papa for his money? I wasn't thinking grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You didn't know what happened in Australia until I told you. And you don't know what they call people down there. I know. They could, have they could call nicknames. people Heather as a nickname. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. Are you from Australia? Hey, like, you're such an Amanda. 
Oh my god, Megan. <laughs> Papa's the Megan of Australia. <laughs> Are you from Australia? Who's the Megan in your group in Australian? Or the Car- in Australian? Listen to me. Um, or who's the Karen? Anyway. Okay. So, Brittany growing up was described as sweet, strong-willed, um, adventurous, and a tomboy by her brother Ryan and her mother Tanya. When Brittany got into high school, though, she struggled to fit in. Same. And she isolated herself and was bullied. Um, she self-harmed and dabbled in drugs. Somewhat same. (laughs) No drugs. No drugs. (laughs) In high school, Brittany and Shelby Holmes became friends, and this becomes important in a few seconds. So, they spent a lot of time driving around and spending time in cemeteries. I mean. That's normal. (laughs) Totally normal. Who doesn't? (laughs) Right. Hell, I just had a picnic in a cemetery today. I'm I'm kidding. Yeah? I'm totally kidding. I was going to say, like, one day you took Brody for a car ride. (laughs) Yeah, we went to look at a house. On the outside. In a cemetery. Yep. (laughs) I'm scoping out my eternal home. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Messed up. I want my body to be cremated and made into one of those life pods so I can haunt at somebody's tree. Uh, you would. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so they hang out in cemeteries. Yeah. And Brittany's mother <laughs> said they had an obsession with dark things like blood and knives. Again, I mean, who doesn't? Those don't mix well. Fair. When Brittany turned 18, she moved in with Shelby, but struggled to keep up with rent and responsibilities, and her drug use increased. Dr. Mallet, I'm going to assume, I don't know, I didn't hear her name pronounced, (laughs) but it's spelled M-A-L-L-E-T, so. Yeah. Mallet. No, that'd be more French. Hey, I'm not from Australia, I don't know. Um, anyway, Dr. Mallet is a criminologist, and she said that Brittany was a psychopath and would surround herself with people she could prey on and easily control and manipulate don't know what she wants i don't want to hear what she has to say about me i'm kidding (laughs) maybe um so although Brittany hid her dark secrets from her family she and shelby exchanged 19,000 texts and this revealed a lot about them they often were discussing killing people at raves slitting throats and going on rampages Shelby says this was a joke and that they just liked watching horror movies. I mean, I am i have an interest in true crime, but I don't, like, text you and be like, hey, you want to go to a rave and slit someone's throat? Yeah, that, that's a bit much. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. So, Robert was living in his home alone. His wife was in a nursing home, um, suffering from dementia. And allegedly, Robert didn't trust banks and kept his life savings hidden in his home. He once told Tanya... Oh, please tell me it was in the mattress. No, it was in his shed. If you would just shut up and listen. No. (laughs) He once... Maybe he got it from Mattress Firm. (laughs) Do they have Mattress Firms there? I don't know, do they? I don't know. I'm not Australian. Um... 
So Robert once told Tanya that the money was in his shed and he had more than $100,000. Tanya was worried that someone would figure out that he had this money hidden and expressed this to Robert, who replied, quote, who will know, unquote. I assume you're looking this up. I am. I know, I can see. There are. Okay. Well, unfortunately it wasn't there's there. There's like six of There's like six of them. Okay. For the entire country. Oh, well, there's like six of them in a one block radius here, so. Yeah. Um. So when Tanya and Robert had this conversation about his money, guess who was standing beside Tanya? Her friend. No, Tanya's the mother. No. Oh. Brittany. Brittany is the one we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brittany was standing there. Brittany wanted the money and convinced Shelby to go with her to get it. The pair watched Robert, and when he left the next day, they tried to hop the fence to get in the backyard, but a security light came on, and the neighbor's dog... Dog? Yep. <clears throat> okay. Is it bedtime? Uh, it's getting there, even though I took a three-hour nap. Two hours. An hour? I don't know how long it was. I wasn't wearing my Fitbit. You're like, I didn't set an alarm. <laughs> no. No reason to set an alarm. Um. Anyway, the neighbor's dog started to bark, so they didn't get in to get the money. At one point when Shelby had walked past Robert's house to see what like, his routine was like, he said hello to her, and Shelby texted Brittany saying Robert seemed nice, and Brittany responded, don't get too attached, the old man might have to die. Oh my god. Yeah, like, that's her grandfather. Yeah. Like, I would have never talked about my grandfather that way. I wouldn't talk about the one that's still alive that way. Um, and so at this point, Shelby began doubting the plan. Shelby began doubting the plan, um, and then, uh, Brittany makes a new friend, Bernadette Burns. She was a 22-year-old who had lost custody of her daughter at the age of 17, she was addicted to drugs and someone Brittany was able to influence easily. So, she roped Bernadette into her plan, and the pair drove to Robert's house, and Bernadette sat outside in her car putting on makeup while Brittany went into Robert's home. Brittany spent time with her grandfather looking through photo albums and reminiscing about happy times. This is so fucked up. Brittany said that... Yeah. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Brittany said that she said... Does it get worse? Oh, Yes. Brittany said that she sent Bernadette a text saying she could no longer go through with killing her grandfather, and Bernadette replied saying, Harden up. Just do it. <laughs> That's why you don't make new friends. Right? Um, this, I just, I don't even know. This is fucked up, man. So Brittany was escorted to the door by her grandfather, at which point she pulled out a knife and started stabbing him in the neck. Oh my god. Apparently- I don't think it ever stab somebody. No. That's what I, um, Danielle said about, like, having that thing I, that I do on Brody's leash. She's like, I could never stab anyone. I was like, yeah, I probably couldn't either. <laughs> so, it's useless to have. Um, so apparently Robert asked Brittany why, um, and he wasn't instantly killed, and actually went to the kitchen to look for a first aid kit, and Brittany- Followed him and helped him put on a band-aid. <laughs> I don't know how big these stab wounds were, 
I don't know what kind of knife she used that wasn't... Because, like, I was going to say, getting a band-aid, like, did she stab him with, like, this file from, like, Farino Clippers? Yeah, I don't know. There was not information on that. Um, Robert sat down in a chair and started to bleed out and actually ended up bleeding to death. And guess what Brittany did? She washed the dishes. Because that's what you do. Yeah, after you stab your grandfather and he's bleeding out at the kitchen table. But, like, why would you stab him and then, like, turn around and be like, oh, let me get you a Band-Aid? Yeah, I don't know. It's so fucked up. I don't understand. Um, she then ransacked the house and only got two digital cameras and $1,000. So, why would- Not worth it. Yeah. I would love $1,000 not worth stabbing someone over. Yeah. Um, Brittany was- Because obviously she gets caught. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Brittany was contacted by her mother and was told that- She would need to fly down to Adelaide with Tanya and Ryan because her grandfather was dead. Allegedly, Brittany broke down in tears at this news. Brittany kept up the act for 21 days of grieving and hiding her secret from her family. And then the anonymous tip came in and led to the arrest of Brittany, Shelby, and Bernadette. In court, Brittany claimed that she was motivated by American Horror Story... And she also claimed she was molested by her grandfather. However, the court dismissed the molestation claim. What part of American Horror Story was that from? I have no idea. Actually, that's like my last bullet point. Um, I don't understand how she was influenced by American Horror Story. Um, I also don't normally watch it, so I don't really know, but... I don't remember any next stab in... In any of the seasons I've watched. Yeah, not sure. Um, Shelby received one week in jail for trespassing. However, I also read on Adelaide Now's website that she received a 17-month sentence suspended on the condition of good behavior for three years. So basically, as long as she doesn't get in trouble for those three years, um, she doesn't have to actually serve time in jail. Bernadette received life in prison with a possibility of parole after 13 and a half years. And Brittany received life in prison uh, with a possibility of parole after 21 years. So she will be 40 years old when she could possibly receive parole because she was 19 when she did this. Hmm. Or 19 when she was sentenced, at least. And yeah, that's that on that. Um, The articles that all mentioned American Horror Story just said that, like, she was influenced by it, but it didn't go into detail. And that's actually what caught my attention, because I was like, I don't think American Horror Story deals with murder. I could be wrong. Um, well, I mean, this, the uh, first season was in the murder house. Oh, well, then maybe that's where she got the idea. Like, And the second one was about a serial killer. Oh. Well, see, I don't watch it. <laughs> and then the one was a killer clown. Yes, I know that one. There's a, there's a lot of murder. The killer clown is the one that my dad used to take the Xfinity remote yeah. and turn my TV to. <laughs> knowing that I don't like clowns. So, thanks, Dad. Um, yeah. So, what do you got for Freaky Friday? Maggie's Bridge. Maggie's Bridge. Never even mm-hmm. heard of it. I guess I'll have That's not to. Not surprising. <laughs> I, I guess I'll just have to tune in next time for that. 
Yep. All right. Um, so until Freaky Friday, you can find us on Instagram at in reference to podcast on Twitter at in reference to. You can send us an email and at in reference to podcast at gmail dot com. Yep, we'll take anything. Any spooky stories? Any pictures of your dogs? Anything. We we just need friends. Especially in this time of social distancing and isolation. I know Heather still has to go to work, but like, you can't do anything outside of work. Ta-da!